0: Welcome to Once Upon a Disney, an analytical yet fun loving look at Disney narrative filmography from the 20th century. I'm Larry Brenner, and I'm here to solve a mystery and maybe rewrite some history. Hey, folks, this is another bonus episode coming at you. Uh, I know in our last bonus episode, I talked to you about gummy bears, and I promised that uh, I would continue to do research on gummy bears. In fact, I'm enjoying my research on gummy bears, so I'm not ready to talk about that yet. So, for this bonus episode, I decided to go back to the Ducktail series uh, for a couple of reasons. Um, one is I, I enjoy the Ducktail series, but more importantly, Andy does not. So it feels like good content. Uh, it feels like good content for us to be covering here. Uh, so. Let's, let's uh, fast forward a little bit. We're going to talk about DuckTales' Time is Money, which is a five-part episode that aired as a two-hour movie in 1988. Now, I'm going to say a couple of things about this. DuckTales itself aired in 1987. Uh, I've spoken to you about this, about it being pretty much the big megastar hit of the Disney afternoon, uh, the, week, the weekday afternoon stuff. And the first season had 65 episodes, which is a significant amount for a TV series. It's it's doing great. And now they're getting ready to do a second season of DuckTales. And we're launching it with this two hour quote unquote movie. And I can feel Andy's presence saying to me, but it's not really a movie. And she's right, and she's right. Uh, Imaginary Andy is correct on this, but it was presented as if it was. And I watched it as I did any animated Disney, quote-unquote, made-for-TV movie. Uh, It it seemed very important to me, and one of the the reasons that it was important is they hyped it by saying they were introducing a brand-new character to the DuckTales series, a regular supporting character. In fact... Uh, DuckTales season two is going to introduce two major characters. Uh, the second one is going—we'll deal with him in another bonus episode somewhere down the line. That's Gizmo Duck. Gizmo Duck ends up being kind of a big deal. Uh, becomes a really important character in the DuckTales mythos, and even into the Darkwing Duck mythos. He's he's super important, and we can talk about the success of Gizmo Duck at some point. But today we're going to focus on failure. Uh, Because DuckTales: Time and Money focuses on introduces a character to the DuckTales universe called Bubba Duck. Bubba Duck is a prehistoric cave duck, and the thing about Bubba Duck, there's there's a couple. He is historically unpopular after they introduce him. Uh, I mean, people hate. Bubba Duck, and if you're looking for something to a character, a cartoon character to think of as an analogy here, if you've ever heard somebody talk about Scrappy Doo from Scooby Doo, almost always like that conversation gets pretty dark pretty quickly as people start imagining terrible things happening to Scrappy Doo with a smile on their face, and that's kind of how that's kind of how they felt about Bubba Duck, and it's how I felt past tense about bubba duck and listen i am prepared to be snarky i know you like it when i'm snarky in these bonus episodes um that's fine i i will be i promise you i have a lot to say but what's interesting to me is i think the problem with bubba duck isn't the character I think there's I think there's other things away from it and, and I actually learned something by taking a look at it. I think Bubba Duck gets a bad rap. Uh, but let's examine it. So let's start talking about time is money and I want to talk I want to talk about the plot to get us started, but I got to tell you guys, the plot is not where this is at. Um, imaginary andy is correct this is not a movie it's five episodes stitched together linked kind of by the common thread that bubba duck is introduced and we get his first story arc but it is it is designed to be five tv episodes and at the start of this i want to say two things because otherwise i can't get through the plot there's a lot of time travel in this epi- in these episodes the time travel makes no sense there is no science fiction author who would create time t- travel as working this way. It it does what it needs to do to move the plot forward, but I, I just cannot spend my time trying to like to to go on a little rant with you where I'm trying to figure out, you know, why, you know, when why why anything happens in terms of the time travel. It just does. Equally. Impossible to decode is Scrooge McDuck's business deal dealings with Flintheart Glomgold. Arguably, these are the two richest ducks in the world, number one and number two. Their business contract that they enter into, the terms, the technicalities. At one point, the business contract goes to court because, of course. How, how does time travel impact your business dealings? Um, needs to be, needs to go all the way to the highest court in the land. Um, none of it makes sense. It just is what it is, and, and we're just going to hand wave it, all right? Because I got to get through plot, and I, I can't spend time on that. I've spent enough of it already. So let's get started. We begin season two of DuckTales in the episode, Marking Time. And in Marking Time, we begin with Scrooge McDuck and Flintheart Glomgold making a deal for an island that Glomgold owns that Scrooge wants to own. And ultimately, Scrooge buys the island from Glomgold, and Glomgold laughs because the island is worthless, but then immediately spies on Scrooge and finds out actually that island was filled with diamonds, and Glomgold... Like what have I just done? I'm like me. I would think maybe you know, having been bested by Scrooge for sixty-five episodes so far, you you might might like want to do your due diligence before entering into business with him, Glomgold. But uh, Glomgold instead instead uh, sabotages the island in such a way that he gets to keep the diamonds, and Scrooge doesn't. It is. Underhanded, it involves, as most Glomgold plans do, a lot liberal use of dynamite, but it works. Scrooge has been cheated, and Glomgold has the diamonds. Now, this is where Larry editorializes a little bit. Any plot that hinges on whether or not Scrooge McDuck will remain the richest duck in the world, I do not care. I do not care. That is something that is apparently important to Scrooge, but but when that's what you care about, you're a villain. Glomgold is a villain and at least knows it. Like, like if Scrooge always has to have one penny more than Glomgold, then he's not giving to charity because it's on his mind all the time. There are no good billionaire ducks. It. it I just want to... I want to editorialize that I'm putting it out there, but that is what the stakes are going to be here. Will Scrooge keep that number one spot, um, and will and will um, and will Glomgold steal it from him? Meanwhile, somewhere else in the Duckburg universe, uh, a young married Goofy is trying to keep his wife alive and has to break the news to Max that he can't pay for her medical bills. Uh, that is that is maybe not canon, but it is canon to me, and it is all Scrooge and Glomgold's fault. Okay, so moving forward, uh, what do you do when you've gotten bested in a in a business deal? Scrooge goes to Gyro Gearloose, the resident inventor at Duckburg, um, trying to come up with an angle. And as it happens, coincidentally, Gyro Gearloose has just invented time travel, using popsicles called made out of bombastium. They taste great, but if you put them in a vehicle, allow the vehicle to travel back in time. Uh, again, again, no one would design science fiction this way, but fine. And Scrooge, without concern for the space-time continuum, decides that it is really important uh, that he be the richest duck in the world, so he's going to travel back in time three days to prevent, uh, or 24 hours or whatever, to prevent Glomgold from doing the thing with the dynamite, and therefore Scrooge will still have the diamonds. But he and he brings with him as any responsible person would his three nephews because when you're gonna go travel in time possibly getting caught in a like a multiverse existential situation you should bring kids along it's educational uh and of course he he brings his pilot launchpad mcquack who is again the world's worst pilot but fine but fine launchpad being the world's worst pilot and now adding to his resume that he's terrible at time travel Uh, accidentally causes them to travel back in time three gazillion years to prehistoric island. They get there, there are dinosaurs, and there's a young cave duck who's threatened by a T-Rex. And I know that we have history fans who are going to tell me that cavemen and T-Rexes did not exist at the exact same period of time, but uh, I have spoken to scientists about this, and cave ducks did exist at the same time as T-Rexes. Um, you, know, you know, they're clade brothers, uh, uh, birds and dinosaurs. They're, you know, they're not that far away evolutionary-wise. Okay, okay, my science is bad here, but not, not as bad as DuckTales' uh, science is, so we're fine. Um, so they saved the life of this young cave duck which I will point out, time travel, no, no. Um, that's, That's how you alter the future. You have to let nature take its course. The cave duck is immediately grateful to Scrooge and immediately affectionate towards him. Takes him to his cave, which is actually the cave where the diamonds will later be, allowing Scrooge to make his marker in those caves, claiming those caves for him. Because three million years, owning it three million years in the past will translate to it, him owning it in the present when he returns. Man, do I want to see that court case. But fine. But fine. They also meet Bubba's pet dinosaur, Tootsie, who's a cute little triceratops. The boys immediately bond with Bubba, Huey, Dewey, and Louie. They love him and they introduce him to rock and roll, which he calls tunes. And he he loves rock and roll. Uh, they make him an honorary junior woodchuck, which I didn't know you could just do. But I guess I guess technically speaking, they are the oldest living ju- w- junior woodchucks in time, and therefore at the top of the chain in pre. I, anyway, I'm I'm talking nonsense. I gotta move forward. They travel back to the. They try to travel back to the present. Uh, One thing leads to another, Bubba and and Tootsie sneak on board, and they time travel into episode two, the duck who would be king. Now, you would think they'd get to the present, but episode two is, you know, episode one was called Marking Time, but episode two really should be called Marking Time. They end up in China, or Disney China. The, The city is called Toupei. I have to imagine it's Taipei. I'm going to give you a, a brief racist roundup. My son took one look at the art style used for the denizens of Taipei and noped on out of that room saying, saying it was racist uh, drawings and and he's not wrong, but I'm dedicated and I powered through. Nothing really happens here that's important to the overall plot. It's got its own little self-contained thing. There's a prophecy that a duck riding a a giant lizard is the chosen one, and Bubba comes in with a dinosaur. but but it's all nonsense. Here's what's important that happens in this episode. Scrooge is really mad at Bubba for time traveling with him to the present. Uh, all, and beyond that, starts really being nasty. I mean, nasty. He calls him a prehistoric moron, calls him an idiot. Uh really complains about how quote unquote stupid Bubba is. And it's ugly, guys. I like as a kid, because I, I was I resented the intrusion of Bubba on the narrative. I was with Scrooge on this because I didn't really want this new character. But looking at it as an adult, this is this is like pretty much verbal abuse. Uh Bubba just wants Scrooge to love him. And Scrooge is just nasty, nasty, nasty about it. Anyway, we move to episode three, titled Bubba Trubba. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That that writer's room, that was probably the result of hours of agonizing work. Um, They're in the present. Um, They've brought Bubba. They've brought the dinosaurs. By the way, the plan worked. Scrooge, once again owns the diamond mind. But now Bubba's in the present and he doesn't belong there. And we get a series of sequences in which different members of the McDuck family take Bubba places and he doesn't fit in. Um, You know, Launchpad takes him to the Museum of Natural History and Bubba understandably freaks out when he sees a Model T-Rex and, like, trashes the museum. Launchpad, not good at his job. Mrs. Beakley decides to take, it, take him to a high society function. He's a cave duck. What is wrong with you? Uh, and notably, Huey, Dewey, and Louie take Bubba to school, where I will, I will throw out Bubba does nothing wrong, but they sing a song about Bubba called Three Cheers for Bubba Duck, which, guys... Guys, this song is terrible. It has a real... Do you guys remember the Simpsons episode with Poochie the dog? Where like Poochie starts rapping? This has a Poochie the dog energy to it. They really want us to love Bubba. But it's not only... Not only is it a, a like meaningless word salad song. The lyrics are terrible. It's like, Bubba hits a rock with a Bubba clubba. Bubba takes a bath in a Bubba tubba. I mean, what are we learning here? That some things rhyme with bubba? If you change the word, you can make a really lazy rhyme. I will say, the choreography though, the dancing that these kids do, like 8 years of jazz, 5 years of tap. I uh and maybe some gymnastics in there. It is great dancing terrible song, but the principal comes in and blames Bubba for the song, which I'm not sure if that song was meant to be diegetic or not, but but whatever. He gets kicked out of school because the entire class broke into song when he was there. Uh, At the end of the episode, Scrooge realizes he's been too hard on Bubba, is about to apologize, but Bubba, through no real fault of his own, has accidentally let the Beagle Boys, you guys remember them? Uh, The Beagle Boys into Scrooge's money bin, and that sets up episode four, Ducks on the Lamb. The Beagle Boys are working for Glomgold because of course they are. Their plan was to kidnap Bubba, hypnotize Bubba, send Bubba back in time to destroy the Marker. But what I actually find amusing is that plan goes nowhere because Bubba lets them into the money bin and the Beagle Boys are like, wait a second, why are we working for Glomgold? This is what we've always wanted. We want to be in Scrooge's money bin. And Scrooge is so mad at Bubba for letting the Beagle Boys into the money bin. But again, again, he's a cave duck that you brought out of his natural time stream. This is on you, buddy. Uh, And uh, this episode is kind of fun Because there's a reversal The Beagle Boys are in control of the money bin And Scrooge is locked out We've seen previous episodes where they're trying to storm the money bin Now Scrooge has to get past his own defenses to get to the money bin And that's kind of fun For me, that's like a high point of this Glomgold calls up the Beagle Boys and says Hey, geniuses where we're supposed to be kidnapping Bubba Duck. And the Beagle Boys are like, well, we have Scrooge's money bin. And Gold points out something that I think is great here. What are you going to do? How are you going to get the money out of there? And it turns out for all these years of the Beagle Boys trying to raid Scrooge's money bin, they have never had a plan of how they were going to take the money out of the money bin. Their whole lives wasted. So... I think Glomgold, if I'm remembering correctly, ends up airlifting them out of there. Not with the money; the money stays, uh, but through shenanigans, somehow Glomgold is going to own is going to own the diamonds again. It's not really clear. Uh, and Scrooge decides he's done Bubba wrong by bringing him to the present, even though Scrooge didn't do it on purpose. And he's going to send Bubba and Tootsie. Back in time to where they belong. Even if that means he loses the diamonds. And that sets up episode 5, Ali Bubba's Cave. Um Scrooge is gonna Scrooge sends Bubba and Tootsie back. Bubba and Tootsie spend like five seconds back, and but Bubba misses Scrooge. And Scrooge obviously didn't think about like, hey. You know how to get the time machine back. So Bubba gets back into the time machine to go back to find Scrooge. Meanwhile, Scrooge is trying to find a way to get at those diamonds. There's a whole thing where they go underground, um, there's a monster underground. Bubba shows up to save them from like the monster and Glomgold, and there's dynamite. That's the that's the big climax of this. I don't really care about any of it. All I'm going to tell you is at the end of this episode, Scrooge has the diamonds. Hooray! Glomgold doesn't. Yay! But more importantly, Scrooge realizes he loves Bubba and doesn't want to send Bubba back in time to prehistoric Duckburg and builds a cave for Bubba and Tootsie to live in outside the mansion. And he's going to be... A regular member of the family going forward. All right. We got through plot. I am not talking about all of the characters. I'm going to talk about the ones that are important to me. Uh, and I'm going to start by talking about Uncle Scrooge. All right, so why are we doing this thing with Bubba Duck? And I want to, I want to really answer this, I want to really ask this question and answer it. You're going into season two and your first act is you're gonna try to create two new characters. You've had 65 episodes. I have to imagine in the writer's room, you're thinking, we've done everything we can do with the characters that we have, so let's introduce more characters so we can tell more stories. There's a logic to introducing new characters in season two. But here, now, is there a logic to making one of them a cave duck? and bringing a pet dinosaur that really has no plot function whatsoever in almost any of these stories. Um, And what what do we learn about Scrooge through all of this? And I'm going to tell you this is a miss, not because of Bubba. It is a miss because of Scrooge. The opening premise, when we did the first five episodes of DuckTales, the question that we were asking was, could Uncle Scrooge, who is a miser learn to love his nephews, Huey, Dewey, and Louie? And the answer turns out to be yes. In fact, by the end of that five-parter, he's even kind of adopted Webby uh, and like says, call me Uncle Scrooge. We see that this character, who used to not want children in his house, now loves having children in his house. So if we're going to season two and we're saying, can Scrooge love kids... Well, we know the answer to that. This is not new ground for him. So then we get to this really ugly thing where I guess we're asking, what if Scrooge became verbally abusive to a child who was put into his care? And this is not a question I have ever wanted to ask. Um, and, And I don't think... I want to see Scrooge being verbally abusive. It is one thing when Scrooge calls Launchpad an idiot. It's not great, but it is justified. Every episode, Launchpad crashes the plane. When he calls Launchpad an idiot in this one, Launchpad was supposed to send them back 24 hours in time and overshot it by three jillion years. He's not great. Um... Maybe Scrooge should think about not employing him, but, but like, I get it, but when you're saying the things you say to Launchpad, who is a grown man, if when you're saying them to a child, it is a million times worse. And we are seeing the ugliest side of Scrooge McDuck I have ever seen. And it makes me want him to fail. I hate him in these episodes, and I want to love Scrooge, because in most episodes, he's a rascal. But here, he really is a monster. He really is. And, and that is something that maybe I didn't pick up on when I was watching the show as a kid. But I feel it now. And so then, we get to Bubba Duck. And, okay, they, they put a lot of stuff into him. That he is a cave duck is rough. That he is um, into rock and roll is Poochie, as I mentioned earlier. Um, but this character, so, so I want to I point out a couple of reasons why we don't need him. Uh, and then, like, find a way that we could need him. Scrooge already has four kids in the house. And as I pointed out, there has been zero work to distinguish Huey from Dewey from Louie. They are essentially one character in three bodies. So if we think that what we need to open this up for Scrooge is different relationships with a different kid, he's got spares already. He's even got Webby, who is the girl duck. The answer to this is not, a fifth kid. It's not a sixth kid. You just don't keep throwing kids in and think that that's going to fix whatever problem you had in the first place. But here's the real thing with Bubba, and I want to be, this is what, I'm going to put my snark aside here. There's a thing that Scrooge says that really unlocked the issue I have with how Bubba is portrayed and what's going on. Scrooge says about Bubba, he doesn't even think right. And when he said that, it hit me like a ton of bricks that what Bubba Duck should be recognized as or would be recognized as today is that he's neurodivergent. He does not think like the other members of the DuckTales universe, right? And there's something in that and if you want, to, I, I don't know that I want Ducktales covering it, um, but if you wanted to talk about how du- how Scrooge has to recognize that Bubba's mind works differently than other people's, and he has to adjust his parenting style to meet the needs of of his child, you could do something with that. They they don't, they don't here. Um, there there is, I think, a time and place for it. But I think, with my modern sensibilities of of who Bubba is, I think I think he gets a bad rap. When you take a look at, at what happens with Bubba after these five episodes, I want to remind you that this is a time and place where there are maybe seven channels of TV on at any given time. So Ducktales really, you know, is one of the four shows for children on at this hour. I think two. I think it was it was either you watched like. The Fox Afternoon, or you watched the Disney Afternoon at this particular... Or you watched PBS. So maybe three options. Um, So they have an unpopular character, but they don't have to care about it, because what are you going to do? Watch the news? Kid who just came home from school? Um, But they kind of drop him like a hot potato after after these five episodes. There is one episode they do... Where they do sort of a Romeo and Juliet, where Scrooge has a neighbor that he doesn't particularly like, but Bubba, I think, has a crush on on the girl, and the girl has a crush on Bubba. You could do that story with Huey, Dewey, or Louie. You don't need Bubba for that. It's not launching a new story. The other story they do is they do one where Gyro, Uh, I'll talk about Gyro in a second. Gyro invents something that turns Bubba into a business genius and makes him super intelligent. So this is an episode where you take your brand new character and say, what if my brand new character wasn't this? Like, they can't even use him as he is. In order to make a story about him, they have to change him to something he's not. And after these two additional episodes, Bubba is kind of like in the background uh, of episodes but they're not about him anymore and you sort of get the feeling like he eventually just fades from existence and no one ever mentions bubba duck again all right so so what do we do with him like if we have this idea the easy answer is say don't use this idea i think the problem with bubba duck is he shouldn't be partnered with an abusive scrooge I want to put him somewhere else. And let me tell you where I want to put him, because I'm actually pretty pleased with this. I mentioned in this episode the inventor, Gyro Gearloose. Gyro Gearloose comes from the Duck Comics. He originated there. Uh, in fact, when I was a kid, I had a graphic novel, which I have been looking for and, you know, need to find somewhere, but I loved, which was all about Gyro Gearloose. Gyro Gearloose is actually the rare Duckburg citizen who is a chicken not a rooster he's a male chicken but not a rooster but we put that aside and he definitely has a sort of doc brown from back to the future uh, feel to him he shows up in several episodes in fact this is not even the first time he's invented a time machine uh he's he's invented them before i i guess forgot about them Uh, he's going to play prominently in the gizmo duck episode also he's the one who's going to invent the gizmo duck suit he's constantly inventing stuff He's, and there are episodes of DuckTales where, not a lot, where he's the main character. They do a sort of Connecticut uh, uh, Yankee in King Arthur's court where, where he travels back in time. Again, like they travel, they might, they, you know, might rewrite history. To, they deliver on that promise, right? Um, and here's what I would do with him. I would take Bubba and instead of pairing him with Scrooge, I pair him with Gyro. Because let's really play up the fact that Bub is a cave duck who's in a time period he doesn't belong in. He's made for time travel stories. And Gyro is made for time travel stories because he's a mad scientist. And here's the part that I love. Here's what I lo- this is what I love. I want Gyro to also be neurodivergent. And while he lives there are people who appreciate him and he has friends in Duckburg nobody's mind works the way that Gyros does. He's just, he just doesn't fit in socially. I'm not saying he's unpopular or unhappy. It's just nobody really gets him. And I'd make his origin that when he travels back in time to prehistoric Duckburg, he finds this cave duck whose life he saves and says, I've altered the space-time continuum. I can't just leave this kid here because it changes things. I've got to take him with me and then realizes that this cave duck who's also neurodivergent is the first person who's ever really understood him. Their minds work similarly, and it creates a bond between the two of them that neither one has ever found before. And then we've got this one guy who's like future thinking, and we've got this other guy from the past who's like, you know, a little bit more of a brute. They're perfect foils for each other and and everything i think works for that a gyro bubba team up i think has a lot to offer and i want a tv series that celebrates uh various different forms of neurodivergent thinking i i want that so much I i think this is a way of possibly doing that um if, would I do it with ducks? No, I wouldn't really do it with ducks. But the basic premise of it, I think, I think is solid and could be something really good for young people to watch uh, and a form of representation that is historically underrepresented. So uh, th- those are my thoughts on DuckTales' Time is Money. And I, I really got a lot out of this. Uh, I just thought I was going to be snarky the whole time. Uh, but uh, I, I really do think I got, I got a little bit of craft out of it. And I hope maybe you did too. Uh, before we go, I want to give you a recommendation. Something we're not going to cover in any of these bonus episodes. The New Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. I watched the whole thing. Ultimately, I can't talk about these characters anymore. Andy and I have already covered two movies with the Pooh characters, and we've got like seven or eight more to do down the line. I can't, I can't, I can't do it. Uh, I want to point out two episodes. Uh, The the whole series is fantastic. If you have a young one at home who wants Winnie the Pooh, this series is great. It holds up remarkably and you get a lot of variety. It's something you could watch with them and enjoy with them. But two episodes I want to bring up. There's an episode called, uh, I, I don't remember exactly what it's called, but I think it's called Find Her, Keep Her, in which Rabbit uh, adopts a young bluebird. And it is my favorite episode. It shows a softer side of Rabbit. And, and again, I stand by, Rabbit is a saint. Uh, The other one I want to let you know about is called Owl in the Family. And in this episode, there is a moment where Rabbit casually destroys Owl. It is brutal and breathtaking and a moment that I have played over and over again. Owl is, Owl's in Rabbit's garden as Rabbit's cleaning up after like a crow attack. And Owl is like, this reminds me of the time my Uncle Aloysius lost his tail feathers and started sneezing uncontrollably. And Owl just looks at him and goes, Owl, I do not have time to hear about your imaginary family members. And it sets off, it's, it's, Rabbit just shoots it straight. He sees it. He sees Owl for who he is, and this sets off an existential despair in Owl, and it is glorious to behold. I will get my day in court with Owl. It's coming, you guys. I, I figured out exactly where I'm going to get Andy on my side. Uh, it's it's coming. I'm prepared for it. Uh, this, But again... I highly recommend this series if you've got kids who are into Winnie the Pooh. I liked it even without watching it with my kids. I thought it was great. All right, let me do my wrap-up stuff. So, uh, how'd I do? Uh, let me know. Could you go to our Once Upon a Disney Facebook fan page and maybe comment on, like, hey, what? this is a Disney afternoon thing I'd like Larry to talk about. Uh, I like Rescue Rangers, or I like Darkwing Duck, or I like tailspin or whatever, whatever like you would like to see me tackle. Maybe there's something I haven't even been thinking of. That would be good to know. Uh, in general, you can tweet, uh, you can tweet us at Andy Redwine, that's not me, or at Larry Brenner6, that is. Or you can drop us a line in our mailbag at once upon a Disney podcast at gmail.com. And so, until next time, friends, see you real soon.